This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Happy New Year! You don't have to yell it. Yes, it's a Happy New Year. It is. Please, let 2022 be fantastic is what I'm asking the universe. As fantastic as my hair? Your hair is something else. If I didn't know you, I think you were wearing a toupee right now. Like a crazy toupee that you haven't brushed out. What is happening? It is standing straight up. I know. Well, I I, uh, took a bath. Uh, mm-hmm. last night and then went to bed with my hair wet and then surprise yeah don't do that don't do that okay well what's crazy is mm-hmm. even though we wished everyone a happy, happy new, year, new year we are actually recording this well before the new year people don't realize that you know you're not doing an episode live yeah you're not doing it live this- i mean sometimes we do it like right before rarely but listen this could be <laughs> june of 1986 it is when we're actually recording i'm wearing a tube top right now and tube socks and nothing else yes (laughs) um listen we've got this is such an amazing documentary it's so incredible it's an amazing story you guys are gonna absolutely die laughing when you hear uh cheryl try and pronounce the different names through from this thailand episode. and yes. i would like to apologize ahead of time why don't you do that every episode <laughs> i should i should record an apology and just play it before every episode and we should also apologize for anybody that stumbles upon this podcast thinking oh i'm gonna find out some good information about this documentary yeah you're not wrong turn <laughs> Turn back now. <laughs> Turn back now. Stop it down. We are two comedians. Trying to get through a documentary. Life. Trying, trying to get, to get through, through life. life, okay? Life is, yeah, there's twists and it's, turns to life. Hard. Get off my ass. <laughs> if you want to laugh, tune in. If you don't, go somewhere go. else. But please stay. Please stay. Please stay. Yes. Yes, Please and stay. actually, this uh-huh. is a really good one to listen to because it's th- this documentary is amazing. It's so incredible. Ladies and jerks, welcome to The Rescue. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. 
a podcast about documentaries. This is microphone on. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig, hey. Hey, Cheryl, hey. What are you um, eating? Can't you do that on your own time? This is my own time. <laughs> no, this is the people's time. I uh, have a uh, vitamin gummy. You boy. You can't do that 10 minutes before you do the podcast? Oh, I'm sorry. Switching the recording time 10 million times (laughs) today. I had to take my mom to the bank. Right. Okay. Well, I'm sorry I couldn't plan my vitamin gummy at the right time with all of your calendar switches. Hey, can we push this an hour? Oh, you know what? Never mind. I can do it on time. Oh, you know what? Can I push it another hour? After all, oh, you know what? I'll be on time. Hold on one second. That gave you an hour. Hold on. Oh, I'll be on time. Actually, no, going to be several <laughs> minutes late. And I'm just sitting there going, yep, no problem. And Anything for you, kid. And you're just sitting there. As soon as we get on, I'm going to put this gummy in. No, like, it's I been in my mouth. I gave you an hour. I gave you an hour to do that. You know how upset our listeners get when we fight. Oh, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Let's not fight. Not yeah. over the holidays. They're a sensitive crew. They are a sensitive crew. They do not like to see mom and mom fight. <laughs> We've given birth to tens of thousands of children. <laughs> <And> little snorkels. <laughs> oh my gosh! That, that all of a sudden, for the first time, sounds cute. A little oh. baby snorkel. <laughs> I would love for a little tiny baby snorkel to toddle up to my door. A little baby snorkel. Can we take a moment and and be like, wow, it's crazy. We have tens of thousands of listeners, listeners every week people it's picture crazy. that like no, a, a stadium that concerts are held in that are just like we want to hear this bullshit one more we time demand. <laughs> we demand man some snorkel talk <laughs> they could fill a con like a britney spears big enough you know what they should do a documentary about us that's right if you're out there listening, producers, hey, producers, hey. Hey, producers, hey. <laughs> Let's, I think we should get right into it. I think okay, but I just wanted to say something positive. We've done a braggadocious alert. Well, first of all, that horn <laughs> has never been part of the braggadocious alert. Oh, what is it? wee you, wee you. Yeah, but it reminds me of a joke that happened here at my house that really made Stephanie laugh. Okay. Stephanie said, oh, yeah, I love Gene Triplehorn. And I said, oh, you mean Gene doo-doo-doo? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Doo-doo-doo. <laughs> what is Jean, it? That only one, that's only one horn. It no, should be doo-doo-doo. It should be Gene. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Okay. Okay. Oh, you know, I'm a really big fan of Gene. Perfect. <laughs> we are such assholes. Okay, let's get right into it. Speak um, for yourself. Today we are talking about The Rescue. Mm-hmm. The Rescue is a 2021 documentary film directed and produced by Elizabeth Chai. The has are hella high. Oh no, I really should have looked at this. Vasser <laughs> Heli. Take your time. 
Lord knows you're not in any hurry. Can you say it? Not going to try. Vassar Haley. <laughs> I am so sorry, Elizabeth. You deserve better. She mm-hmm. deserves better. Oh, boy, does she. And Jimmy Chin, who previously mm-hmm. directed Free Solo. Mm-hmm. It follows the rescue mission to save a Thai junior soccer team that became stranded in an underwater cave after a torrential downpour. The rescue debuted at the Telluride Film Festival and following a theatrical release is now available to stream on Disney+. Plus. Okay, first of all, can we just say wow? Um, yes, we can say wow. I mean, that was yeah extraordinary. Oh, my gosh. Dr. Becky Hines and I mm-hmm. and, and a group of kids. Mm-hmm. And by kids, I mean, you know, teenagers. People under 55. Uh, anybody under 55 is considered a, a kid. <laughs> and a bunch of little tiny baby snorkels. Snorkels. Uh, and it was, by the way, I thought I knew this story. Me too. And I hate to spill beans. Okay. I just want Wait, you to know. Aiden, Aiden, if you're listening, you need to turn off your vacuum. Aiden, you need to chill out. Okay? You need to pause it, Aiden. Okay. If you don't yeah. want to hear some beans. Right now. Go ahead, Tig. This isn't actually beans. This is just... Well, I guess it's... No, it's not beans. It's okay. just skipping ahead to the end of every Yeah, episode. that is spilling... I, God dang it. Go ahead. I just want to say, I was choked up half of this film. Oh my gosh. Same, and I never said And that. I was thinking, I bet you anything, that cold-hearted <laughs> bitch... Cheryl is just laughing her head no, off. No, is emotional with this yeah. one. This was a, it's impossible not to be. I yes. don't know how you. Well, uh, all the other ones are impossible <laughs> not to be, but this. But this one, I mean to tell you, holy lord. Okay, so this happened in June, twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Twelve young soccer players and their coach, who, by the way, is also a young. Yeah, I mean, these are tiny snorkels. These are tiny snorkels. When you think of a coach, you think of like an old guy in pleated khakis. That's not. Well, in America, I picture like a gray haired guy who's seen his glory days have come and gone and he's got a beer belly. Yeah, this is not the case in this. Whistle around his neck. Yeah, no, this guy, the coach was a very young man. So these, these kids were. How old were they between? I mean, I would say elementary school to junior yeah. high school. Yeah. Adorable. They were stuck in the Tame Lang Cave in Chiang Rai province after a sudden June downpour. So so this is a this is a very long cave in long, Thailand. Long. It is long. Have you ever been caving? Spelunking? I've never been spelunking. I have. Why? Why well, would you? Would you ever? Wait, hold on a minute. <laughs> Who... I don't need to be judged, ridiculed Why? for spelunking. I mean, do you put on the the miners' yeah. the hat with the the rubber uh... boots, Ugh. harness around yield crotch and bottom area, <laughs> and then you just what? You just go rappel down in, in a cave. Yeah, I was in New That's Zealand. Absurd. That's absurd. I'm sorry, but I feel like you go on a lot of travels and do yes. very crazy things where you yes. could have a harness around your bottom. Yes. With rubber boots on. 
Yes. But well, you snorkel. You you dive. I do snorkel and I do dive. I'm just saying I was in New Zealand. It feels like a lifetime ago. It was probably 24 years ago. Mm-hmm. I rappelled down into a cave in complete darkness. Ugh. Were there bats and weird things in it? <laughs> what are you hoping to see in a cave? I guess that's the question. Well, why? I mean, there was a lot to see. It was intense. And it was also the crazy thing It was swimming around with eels. I uh, know. Yes. Mm-mm. Yes, I was. I mean, I believe you were. I'm just saying, no, thank you. I didn't ask you to join <laughs> me. I didn't even know you then. I didn't know you 24 <laughs> years ago. I've only probably know you 15 years and you're still as terrible since the day I met you. I haven't changed. Mm-mm. And then so you go down there and you look around. and Yeah, I spelunked my face off. Okay. It's not like it's my hobby. It's not like I'm saying, hey, Cheryl, I can't record again this I'm week spelunking. because I'm spelunking. I did it one time. You're just saying you, you understand cave culture i kind of have an understanding of the reality that they were in i was certainly not in danger right but there was you know water coming down through the hole up at the surface where it's like yeah if it was raining it wouldn't have been a good situation yeah i mean when i climb when i climb back up i'm climbing through a waterfall to just a tiny hole no wonder you're in action movies. Because I spelunked 24 years ago. <laughs> um, okay, so... I've been in one action film, by the way. Let's not, you know, mislead... No. What is our... Gene Triplehorn. Wee, wee. Gene. Gene. Do you know Gene Triplehorn? I don't. Do you know who she is? I do. Oh, okay. No, do she's you like great. her work? Yeah, she's always good. Who? Jean from her, for Jean, so stupid! Oh my god. Okay, let's get back to this. Is this was a serious story? Yes, so, it was. That's why I was emotional for half oh of gosh. the film. So these thirteen boys, little snorkels, little snorkels, they went um, exploring in this cave, and this cave is like over a mile long. And, you know, when I was watching this, I did feel bad that I didn't catch why an, uh, an entire soccer team was in a cave. My understanding is that when it's dry, it's uh. a really cool place to explore and to play in. I'm sure it's fun for these guys to, like, go down and... Oh, aren't you understanding about <laughs> tiny snark bowls going I in I understand the cave? people and I understand soccer teams in a way that you can't i used to play soccer i i i've gone spelunking and you're disgusted and then meanwhile these little snorkels play soccer go into a cave and you're Mm -hmm. like of course it all adds up that makes sense to me so they go into this cave and by the way they close this cave during the rainy season because it's too dangerous but it was june and it wasn't the rainy season and so they were in this cave and there was a sudden downpour. They have not come out. They're in there for, you know, I don't know how long before their parents. It was 10 days. Well. Oh, 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 I see. Yeah. Before. Okay. So, right. Mm-hmm. So the parents are 
are saying that there's a problem. Our kids are in there. And there's one guy named Vern Unsworth who the Thai Navy SEALs called in because because this is a, such an unusual situation. I mean, the Navy SEALs are, are trained for mm-hmm. water rescues, but but not really for cave diving water mm-hmm. rescues. It's a different world. Right. Who does that? Well, Vern... Vern Unsworth. Right, but you don't, there's not a big crew of people that do it. There's not a big crew of people, no. So Vern was known as the crazy foreign cave guy who came to Thailand. He's got a ring to it. (laughs) And really loved this cave and literally drew the map of this cave. Mm -hmm. So the Thai Navy SEALs said, "We, we need your help. Okay, I want you to meet Vern Why don't we take a break, and then we'll hear from Vern. Great. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. back let's hear from Vern okay so here's Vern describing the cave system when I first started exploring the Tamerlan cave system it was just over six and a half kilometers long over the years we've extended it to 10 kilometers and today it's the fourth longest cave system in Thailand Tamerlan is made up of three main passages one runs from the entrance to Samyek known as the T junction water had come in from the right-hand branch and it blocked their route out. So the, the boys weren't actually missing. They were trapped. Okay. So the Navy SEALs said, Vern, we need your help. And Vern said, let me help you. I know the two best cave divers in the world. That's Rick Stanton and John Philanthon. Vol- <laughs> And they were in England, but just by coincidence, Rick had just said goodbye to his new Thai girlfriend, Amp, who happened to be returning to her hometown, Chiang Rai. Is this a second language for you? (laughs) (laughs) So John and Rick are flown in. Mm -hmm. And just to paint a picture for everyone, 
Please. John and Rick are two white, middle-aged guys. Yes. Who are very good at cave diving. But when you look at the, no offense to John and Rick, but when you look at the Thai Navy SEALs, you're Uh like, wow, I want those guys on my team. Yeah. Yeah. Get down in there and save some children. And then you see Rick and, and John and you're like, well. I guess you guys can come too. I guess. And they have, they have sort of rigged their own equipment. They have stuff taped on. It doesn't look terribly promising. No. So when they showed up in Thailand. And let me just say, how dare us? What do you mean? Speak about them like that. No, I know. Because when you first see them, you're like, yo boy. (laughs) Here, the middle-aged white guys just got here, and then as the as it goes on, I mean, do you absolutely fall in love with John and Rick? Oh my lord! Oh my good lord! I've told you halfway through, and ha- and 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 the first half, they're completely fine and likable. But they're I fine. did have this feeling of they're completely fine and likable, but they're not going to steal my heart. <laughs> Same. I was like, there's not going to be anybody I'm attracted to in this one. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to be in love with anyone. Or they're not going to make me cry. <laughs> I'm not going to be thinking about these people later. Well, guess what? Guess what? So they get there. And by the way, the Thai people were not excited to see them. Mm. They were like, uh, no, thank you. With we your homemade equipment. We need help. I and don't know how to make this clear, but our children are in there. And their and lives are depending to... on you. And you've you duct taped. John and Rick. You, you've sent John and Rick with some duct tape and a snorkel. <laughs> yeah. So. Not to be confused with snorkel. Yes. They're very similar sounding, but yeah. very, very different. Very different. Very different. So finally, John and Rick convince them just let us try i love the just let us try their <laughs> numerous lives depending on us i mean they didn't have another choice there was no ah, let me give it a whirl there was nothing else anybody could do so they start they go in there mm-hmm. and they get much further than the seals got and they come up and they hear people mm-hmm. they saw a light too i think they smelled something first Yes, we talk about that in the uh, documentary, that they can smell things. They can smell when people are around. What do you mean we talk about that in the documentary? <laughs> well, I like to include myself in okay, the documentary. Okay, but that is so confusing. You can't just say, yes, we talked about that in the documentary. I'm inserting myself into so this weird. documentary. Yes, yes, I mentioned that right away. Um, as soon as we smelled something... Not only are you in the documentary, you were what? on this rescue mission. <laughs> I like to think that, yes. Yes, we yeah, can, we, we, we were swimming um, and we smelled something. We and, smelled and we said there are humans around. Yeah. But what did they smell? Was it just humans or was it poop? Well, well, that was part of it. They said that they could smell, you know, poop in the water. They didn't say poop in the water, but that was what they meant. Uh, like fecal matter, if they're, you know, they can just smell that they're they're poop always makes it into every episode. It does, yeah. and I'm real proud, <laughs> proud to. Say. So anyway, they find these four guys that were pump workers. So they had people 
pumping water out of the cave because mm-hmm. they didn't want they they were trying to keep the cave from flooding completely. And the water went down what one centimeter? Yeah, they were like pumping like crazy and Nothing. barely. Yeah, no. John and Rick were like, uh, "What? We, mm-hmm. Who are these guys?" And then the four workers were just like, "Thank you for being here." And amazingly, John and Rick. Okay, this is when we first really fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. And you'll see it in the documentary, the hearts in our eyes. They bring these guys back. They have their regulators, Mm -hmm. and they're making sure that these guys can breathe on their regulators. They have to have them right next to them. Mm -hmm. And they have to basically, on the fly, teach these guys how to to get through these caves. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a miracle that they all came out alive. A, A miracle. Mm-hmm. But they also realize, uh, what are we going to do if we find this soccer team? I, I mean, we could barely get these four grown people out. Yeah, it's like great that we find them, but then what do we do? So while this is all happening, days are clicking by. Mm-hmm. Days. So we're on day three, day four, now day seven, and water levels are rising. Mm-hmm. It keeps raining. Now it becomes an international effort, right? Mm-hmm. Thai SEALs, Thai Army, the U.S. military. So when you said you were aware of this, but you didn't know all the information, what what did you think happened? Like, You know what? I some thought, boys were in a hole, and then they threw yeah. a rope down. Well, I thought, you know what? they The boys were in the, the cave, mm. and um, all this help came in, and they rescued them. <laughs> and it took a long time, and thank God they got out. And, I mean, thank God. I remember at the time, like, days were ticking by, and they kept saying, the boys are still down there. But you didn't Google anything or tune in, or you were just I like, mean, oh, well, I hope that works out. Well, I felt like, you know what, the right people are on it. Mm-hmm. You didn't feel like they needed you yet. Nobody was texting me like, Cheryl, get to Thailand quick. Yeah, you and Tig, we're going to be making <laughs> a documentary. At least we're Tig, gonna need ha- you Tig has experience. Tig has <laughs> spelunked. I mean, what about you? Did you remember this? What was your No, it was it? pretty much similar to, mm-hmm. to yours. I, I think I maybe knew a little more. It felt like a ticking bomb. Yeah. I knew enough that when... We were going to watch this documentary. I was very excited because, you know, it's kind of a bummer, but a relief to know that they all get out, you know? Oh, my God. Okay, well, that's a spilling the beans. If, you if you know, I mean, okay. I was going to say that for the end, but if you don't know the story... <laughs> then- I mean, it makes it less dramatic, everything that we say now. I'm sorry. It's a it's a news story. <laughs> I know, but... It was covered internationally. Okay. But it would have been nice to go into this viewing it, really not knowing anything. Well, there are... I'm sure there are people. Listen, I was with a okay. bunch of kids who didn't know. They right, could say, what maybe, happens? What maybe happens? change the title from The Rescue, because it sounds pretty <laughs> hopeful, you know? Okay. So listen, so now it's day eight. Mm-hmm. And people don't even know if the children are still alive. Right. It seems hopeless. Yes. And they thought that smell could be 
death, right? Right. They knew something was not smelling good. So John and Rick... But it was poop. ...said, I think we've done all we can here. There's nothing more we can do. And then the locals call in a monk from Myanmar called Kruba Busham. Mm-hmm. And everybody really pays attention to this spiritual leader, and he says the children are still alive, but two lives will be sacrificed to rescue them. He was just pulling this out of his... uh... (laughs) Well, it depends on how you look at it. I don't think he was pulling it out of his... (laughs) was a sad horn. You know what? Let's let's give everyone a break. (sighs) Okay. And then we'll come back to Cheryl Hines in a motel in Orlando for (laughs) Christmas. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so we're back. And um, now it is day nine and ten. Mm-hmm. And Rick and John are back. And people are, are like, we don't know what else to do. Rick and John, please get back in there. They go back in there. And this is a long, we are talking about going a very long way in these caves. And they're hard to navigate. And they found the boys. Was it amazing the footage that they have? I, yeah. I, was, sh- I was shocked at how did they have the they had GoPros on or something? I don't understand how they had footage of finding the boys. I don't know. A part of me wondered, did the filmmakers jump on this? There's no way to know. There's there, no way No, to know. but we should spend some time speculating. <laughs> I think this movie deserves some speculation. Let's listen to um, what they said about uh, finding the boys. John, he's a cub master, so he's used to dealing with groups of children. Say thumbs up. Say yay. Yay. He got them to do a motivational exercise. Everybody say yeah. Yay. Excellent. Say, say hello, Americans. Hello, Americans. Hello, Thai Navy. Hello, Thai Navy. Say hello, Australians. Hello, Australians. Hello, Chinese. Hello, Chinese. And thank you, everybody else. And thank you, everybody else. Okay, we see you soon. As we left, pretty much all of them came and hugged us individually. I made them a promise that I would come back. I am really happy. We we are happy too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. So where you come? Oh my God. 
England, UK. As we went round the corner and kitted up, total silence between me and John, just a look into each other's faces, thinking we may be the only ones that ever see them. Oh, my gosh. It's so intense and you so You have emotional. to watch this film because this movie when they, is so incredible. When they find the boys, they put a light on each of their faces. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to get emotional. Oh, jeez. But you know that the, the parents are on the other end. Yeah. Just, they don't even know if their they don't, children are alive or if they'll ever see their faces. And it's so, you see each of these little snorkel faces and it's so, oh, it's so overwhelming. It's and it's each face that you oh, see, you're gosh. like, that is the most precious, beautiful, beautiful. little being. Oh. And somebody loves them so much. And it's like, yes, if you have children, this will destroy you. And then if you're just alive in the world, it will destroy you. Oh, my gosh. And and they haven't eaten in 10 days. And they're yeah. smiling. And they're saying thumbs up. And, it's, and just to even hear them say we're uh, hungry, it's like, of course oh you God. are. They clearly have lost weight. It was so, there was something uh, so sweet. I don't oh know why. Just hear, I know, of course, it's sad that they haven't eaten, but it was so sweet to hear know, them to say them something know. so obvious. I we're, know, hungry. We have, we're, we're hungry. We're hungry. It's like, okay, but it, it it it's very much. It's a child. It's naive and sweet yeah, like and we're just, hungry. Like <laughs> yes, of course. You guys should probably know this. But also, I just want to say. The other obvious thing, the beauty of these strangers risking their oh lives my God. for people. Day after day, by the way. Day after day. Day after day. And thinking of all of the firefighters that run into a burning building. Oh, I know. The people that the that medical. Dro- they drop everything in their lives. They drop everything and they go help a stranger. Yeah. And I remember as a child thinking about people that did that and and thinking, not only would I not do that as a child, and I didn't understand people that risk their lives for that, I remember as a kid thinking, I wouldn't do that for my friends or family. (laughs) I would be like, I'm getting myself out of here. I would not run into a burning building for somebody. And then, but I was, I remember thinking, like, I didn't understand how or why you would do something like that. And I remember hearing people say, oh, if my child were trapped in a burning building, I would run in without a thought. Hesitation. And I would do that for anybody. You know what I mean? I just, I would absolutely do that for anybody. And if somebody told me, and I know you're not into spelunking, and I've only done it once. But if somebody, if I were in Thailand and somebody said, we are going to teach you along the way and we need your help and you are an adult that might be capable of doing this, absolutely. You would just have to do it. Absolutely. That's what's incredible about humans. Well, one of the guys, he was saying... He had to take all of his emotions mm-hmm. and he would visualize putting them in a box mm-hmm. and putting them at the top of the closet because he said when they're diving through the cave, they can't be emotional. 
Mm-hmm. They can't lose it for one minute, for mm-hmm. one second. And then they also knew when they, if they found these boys, that they might all have died. Mm-hmm. And their job will most likely be trying to get their bodies back to their parents. Mm-hmm. So just to to have that ability, and they all talk about it a little bit, like they always had the more difficulty connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And one of them said, so actually it really helps in situations To have that like personality. This. They yeah, were saying we're, it was like a one in a billion chance that oh they would God. find them alive and get them out alive. Well, also, they didn't know Ugh. how, they did not know how to get them out. And so when, when they did find them, and Rick and John said finding them was the easy part, getting them out is almost impossible. And nobody had a plan. Nobody knew what to do. And one of the ideas was we leave them there for four months until, until it dries up again and we can get them. God. I mean, it's just, there is no way to not cry during this entire, okay, let's not jump ahead. Okay, so. I also want to say it's, watching this movie, especially with what's going on in the world right now, it's so, I think it's so important. It's so inspirational and it's so important for everybody to watch this film because it it shows you what can be done when, people are not divided because there's so there's so many different people these are strangers these are people coming from different countries they don't even speak the same language people a lot of people have can't even understand what's what people are saying but they can figure out what's going on yeah and they don't know people's political beliefs they don't know they're none of that religious none of it doesn't matter and it's all for the sake of Saving these saving boys that they don't know. So at this point, the Thai seals take over to try to rescue the boys, and they send some Thai seals to the boys with a little bit of you know a few power bars. I'm sure it's not a power bar, but like I'm, that. I know 100 percent that it was <laughs> they didn't send them with power bars. Well, you know, like a nutritional bar let's say that do people still eat power bars i feel like those right the actual company a power bar yeah yeah yeah. i never hear about somebody being like i need to pick up a power bar why would somebody tell you if they need a power bar well (laughs) i mean are people telling you i I feel like well i feel like i hear more so a cliff bar or a a lara bar or you know travel in circles that most people don't but I just, I feel like power bars were the... The, the hit in the 80s, yeah, 90s. Yeah, yeah. They were the first it, on the I scene. I think in the 90s. And okay, then so, okay, now l- listen, we don't like have I a lot of time to, to cover in this bar, everything. Power bars. So two of the seals so were supposed weird. to stay with the boys. And five were supposed to return. But due to lack of experience in oxygen, because they had to have oxygen tanks four of the navy seals ended up staying with the boys it's so crazy how this has never been done before but i just loved that they bring that rope to to follow you know right. find their way to like right so that's thanks to rick and john when i was w- seeing that rope over and over i was like ah oh, what a great idea i wouldn't have thought of that <laughs> well none of it i wouldn't have thought of it 
Well, I especially wouldn't have thought of that, and I was like, oh, I mean, that's even good. when they that's good when they saw when they saw the boys, the instinct to boost their morale and to give everyone back home yeah hope and i mean it was just the most beautiful moment Mm -hmm. okay so now they're still trying to figure out how to save these boys and rick reaches out to a doctor he knows dr richard harris and asks what if we sedate the children okay first of all this i might have missed yeah obviously you know well i don't want to spill beans but Maybe it was a good idea ultimately, but why? Why did, were they sedated? Well, because I also dozed off for like <laughs> ten minutes during the move. Tig, I was tired because it takes a, a special skill to mm-hmm. go through the caves, and they had so far to go with these mm-hmm. boys that if a boy turned his head the wrong way, they could die. Mm-hmm. If they panicked, they mm-hmm. would die. Mm-hmm. If they somehow got away from the diver that was helping them, they would die. There, it was so, it seemed only possible that they would die if they tried to get them out. I have to say, if I was on this mission, oh God, I would probably lean towards the four months and I would have stayed with them. I would be like, you know what? I'm willing to do this. Just figure out a way to get us some power bars. And I will stay here for four months. Well, the problem is the cave was running out of oxygen. I'm not saying my idea is good. I'm saying if somebody would have said, let's sedate the kids and get them out, I would be like, okay, no way in hell. But get me some power bars and I will will stay here. I'll stay four months, you guys. Mm -hmm. But the cave was running out of oxygen. And so they had to bring these boys wetsuits to try to get them back. And one of the Navy SEALs, Saman Kunin, um, died from lack of oxygen. That was... Oh, my God. Because he had all the dive suits, and they were very buoyant. And so he was using so much oxygen in his tank because he was working so hard to fight against that to try to get to the kids. And didn't he re-enlist as a Navy SEAL yeah. to do this mission? And that was the other thing. It's it's like it's the whole thing of the positive of humans, of humanity. Yes. The fact that this man was like risking his life and lost his life. He re-enlisted as a Navy SEAL to help. And his wife, I just wanted, I mean. She was amazing and articulate. Oh, my Lord. So after he died, the SEALs refused to dive to get to the boys any longer because they admitted they just didn't have the skill set to do it they couldn't do it they weren't going to do it anymore they they Mm -hmm. couldn't couldn't risk more lives so Mm -hmm. guess what what rick and john they were like if you guys want to do something you can so poor rick and john there were moments when they kept trying to leave <laughs> and and we can acknowledge at this point we're now madly in love with rick and john yes yes so there seems to be no way to get these children out Mm-mm. they're talking about drilling a new hole it, they're just there's no way to get these children out so rick 
is thinking about this and thinking about this and he decides the only way to do it is to sedate these children. So he starts assembling the best team he can. And once again, it involves a lot of white, awkward men. (laughs) (laughs) So we got some more nerdy white guys coming in, including the doctor that he had been talking to, who was like, I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to get involved. Gets involved. Now, one of the most, this was also a moment where I was like, oh my God. So the coach, I'm going to say his name is Eek. He gets the boys to meditate every day Mm -hmm. and quiet Mm -hmm. their minds and conserve their energy, which is, I'm sure, what saved them. Mm -hmm. Because imagine the terror and the panic they must have been feeling. And to have their coach say, Let's center ourselves. Let's conserve our energy. How smart. My sons meditate at school. Mm. They have a moment every day where there's meditation. Wow. And I just love that this classroom full of five-year-olds, you know, takes five or ten minutes out of their day to meditate. And we get pictures of them sitting there with their legs crossed. And I don't even know what it's called where the... A little, you know, um, uh, yeah, yeah, a little. So Dr. So Richard Harris cute. is now there. He says, I am not going to do this until I see the boys myself. He sees the children and he says, yes, the only way to get them out is to sedate the children. That's the only way. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, the days are ticking by. Cheryl's right. Time has not stood still. <laughs> And every day is just, every time, oh my God, when you were watching this, mm-hmm. every time it started to rain, were you just yelling at the screen? We were just well, like, no, 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 no. it no. can't happen again. Well, no, because again, I followed the news story and I knew that they got out. Tig. So the divers are told that if things go wrong, hmm this is what they told Rick and, and John mm-hmm. and the divers that were going to try to save these kids. If things go wrong and one of them, any of them die, they could quite possibly and probably be put in prison in Thailand. I mean, <laughs> in, apparently it's a very terrible place to be, prison yeah. in Thailand. By the way, totally unreasonable. Oh, my God. And how about that these guys said, okay. Yeah. We're going to do it. Worth it. We're going to. Oh, my God. So. How does everyone in the world not know each of these people's names? You know what I I mean? Well, you know what was interesting and what I thought, which made sense to me when I was watching it is when they decided we are going to take the kids out, Mm -hmm. they started putting up privacy you know, tarps everywhere. They told the media to leave. Mm-hmm. And they stopped talking about They didn't want people to know what was happening. Yeah. I mean, there was no news of they were going to sedate the children and bring them back. Like, no, nobody knew what was happening. And the divers, these guys were like, you know, we are going to go get these kids. And they are most likely going to be dead by the time we get them. If we can bring them Good to Lord. land. Yeah. So they go. Dr. Harris gives them a Xanax and an anti-salivation drug because that was also part of it. 
They could die choking on their own. They could drown on their own saliva. saliva. And then they gave them ketamine. I don't know what that is. I wish I didn't know, but my daughter was in an accident, and they had to give her ketamine. And it's oh, right. it's a um, it sedates you to the point of when I was in the room, the the doctor asked me if I wanted to be in the room while they gave her ketamine, mm-hmm. and I said, of course. And they said, just so you know, she's not going to recognize you, and her eyes might dart back and forth, and you uh-huh. might not want to see this. Mm-hmm. And I said, I need to be in the room Mm -hmm. and then when it happened and her eyes started darting back and forth I had to leave because I I just kept thinking what if she never comes out of that state it's it's very um yeah dramatic so these boys first they put on their wetsuits and then they gave them the drugs and then they put on masks and Mm -hmm. their their oxygen and then they had to tie their hands behind their backs oh my god and put, put them underwater. And also, because it was a two-hour underwater journey, that they had to re-inject them halfway through so they didn't come to. Mm. And these divers, most of them anyway, were and did, had no experience with injecting a child with ketamine. They were practicing on plastic bottles. So they start... And how about when they get the first child there and he's still alive? And <laughs> you would it's think really and you, and and you would think that everybody would be cheering, but nobody was cheering. This this child still has the mask on, the oxygen. They put him on like a stretcher, and then they had over they had over two hundred volunteers for this. They had guys that would move him up like a conveyor belt of people to get them up to the top so they could be taken away in an ambulance. So nobody was celebrating. Nobody was nobody cheering. Nobody knew the outcome. And nobody, yeah, we didn't even know if these kids were going to be okay. So mm. it was a hard moment because you thought that moment would be like exciting and let's celebrate, but it wasn't. It was like we have 12 more to go. And yeah, it's a huge let's wait and see. Yeah. And then the last, oh, and the last one was so small. Mm-hmm. He was so small that the mask wouldn't stay on him. It almost—it's like, <sighs> how is it? How is it that the drama is stacked so perfectly? I don't know. It was—it was really. It was like sort of miracle after miracle after miracle. Mm-hmm. And then they found this little. I don't know why one of the divers had this little pink mask with him mm-hmm. that they managed to fit on the boy. I mean, they did it a few times, and it kept filling up with water. Yeah. So then they figured out a way where it wouldn't fill up with water. So right when they were at the end of their rescue, there were different chambers, and it's still – it's raining. The last day was raining. And mm-hmm. it was the, that was also a decision. Do we wait another day because we can't we can't go in there? And they said we have to go in there. We yeah. don't have a choice. And they get the last boy out. Oh God, <laughs> I can't. Oh my God! And then um, everybody's celebrating. Everybody is 
you know, now they're finally celebrating because now all the boys are in the hospital and they're they're going to be okay. And then Dr. Harris gets a text that his father just passed away. Right after he uh, I saved all even of these process. Oh, Tig. It was a lot. And I loved how he processed it and dealt mm-hmm. with it. Because mm-hmm. he was thinking, do I leave and go home? And then he thought, my father lived an incredible life and I should continue celebrating. It is just it was so emotional. Emo- so emotional. As upsetting and terrifying as it is, it's so beautiful and inspiring. And when the mothers and the parents thanked John and Dr. Harris and Rick and the rescuers, that's when they really, mm-hmm. I don't want to say fell apart. I don't think they ever really fell apart, but Ugh. I'm sure when they really f- felt it because they had been so stoic for so long just to get mm-hmm. through it, you know. And then John and Rick got medals of honor from the Queen and Prince William. How cute was it to see Rick in his tails? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the sweetest. I mean, it was just like, oh, God. I mean, it was pretty amazing. I almost felt foolish when I was watching it because I felt like, oh, I had no idea that so many people were risking their lives every day, mm-hmm. all day for, what, 16 days? Yeah. And I'm just so glad that I saw this because I I don't know what I am. I, if I hear that somebody's stuck in a well or a cave, I'm like, don't worry. There are experts that can do it. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the case, Tig. Well, no, I think that this proves that that is not necessarily it was thousands of people uh, you know can't remember the breakdown doing different jobs i mean you had people who yeah i mean it was amazing they were just pumping water and every time it rained they had volunteers putting up um you know dams trying to dam the water it was well you know what was one sweet moment Mm. that john and rick had to share a not only a hotel room but a bed and they slept what did they say yeah, it wasn't I can't head remember. to toe. It, it was, was like top to bottom or something. Yeah, I can't top remember to how bottom. they said it. And it was like, oh, yeah, oh top, top to, to tails. tails. Yeah. He slept top to tails. <laughs> Can you imagine those two in a tiny bed every night after? Well, I had after- to after he mentioned it. <laughs> oh, top to tails. And I wonder what the personalities of these kids and their lives, know. you know, after what, what, was the impact or you know how the idea of how resilient people are yeah kids especially are yeah do they kind of just move on and they're like yeah i was in a cave now i'm fine oh netflix has the rights to the kids story that's why they weren't in the in this documentary (gasps) i can't wait for that one oh my gosh if you're a parent and if even if you're not a parent i don't want to say that but 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 to if imagine you have a beating heart if you have a beating heart to imagine a child for days you don't even know if your child is alive or not but you definitely know they're in a very dangerous situation and you can't do anything about it is just thinking of any child in a yeah. dangerous situation suffering Ugh. scared and then seeing the resilience on their yeah. faces is so incredible and then thinking of the people that don't have happy endings and just yeah. really, really feeling for them. Yeah. 
and beyond even children, just people suffering. It's hard to watch. It's hard to know yes. people's pain and confusion. And and, and at the same time, really inspirational to watch these mm-hmm. hundreds, thousand people that, that were there every day, all day, mm-hmm. all night, showing up for people they don't even know. It's it was, so it was beautiful. Pretty, it was very beautiful. And wasn't it... I loved seeing all the boys at the end when they were dressed up and healthy. And, oh, it was just like one, like, well, let's hold it for a moment. Are you ready for our final thoughts? Yeah, let's don't reveal if we cried or not. (laughs) It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this documentary. Did you cry? Um... This should be like, when didn't you cry? When didn't you cry? Exactly. (laughs) At the beginning, you didn't cry because you were like, oh, Rick and John, two nerds. And I know these guys get out fine. And, you know, you're like, they're, they're, uh, they're adorable. This film destroyed me and inspired me and made me so thankful for my, I mean, obviously I'm thankful for my children, but so on all the different levels I talked about why yeah. this movie just really leveled me and made me just so yeah. thankful. And yes, I was I had tears in my eyes for oh, man. probably 45 minutes. Same. And I just kept going, are you kidding me? Are you kidding no, me? No, I know. Every time it was like, we can't save them. Rick and John are leaving. It's like, And what? then the dad dying in the end. The Navy SEAL dying. Ugh. It just did leveled me it was leveled me um (sighs) who were you attracted to where do we begin yes i mean but dr harris dr harris was pretty sexy did you notice anybody of age working (laughs) to get these little snorkels out take me i'm yours (laughs) It's true. You really fell in love with every person. Yeah. Every... And everyone that is out there in the world helping and trying to do what they can to help others. Take me. I am yours. <laughs> same. Same. Samesies. Okay. Um, whew, that was hard to even talk about, but I'm glad we did. Mm-hmm. That's it for this documentary. But mm-hmm. next week we'll be talking about a secret love, which you can watch on Netflix. Um, before we go, Tig, should yeah. we read some true fan mail? Yeah, let's read one. Sally F writes, "Hey, Sally F. Hey, I absolutely love your podcast. Thank you." I have listened to every episode. I recently had a baby and it has kept me laughing and my spirits up through sleepless nights. She had a little baby snark bowl. A little baby snark bowl. As you were discussing the types of body parts you might be able to take home in the Finder's Keepers episode, Mm -hmm. I cannot keep myself from yelling, placenta, placenta. (laughs) People take it home all the time and store it in, yes, a mason jar. As well as eat it, plant it, and more. I wow, was offered mine during the episode. Oh my God, <laughs> I was offered mine during both my deliveries. It was a hard no for me. Oh God, thank God. But who am I to judge? John and his, his embalmed leg, 
or anyone else who wants to hold on to a piece of themselves. Thanks again for the weekly infusion of humor. <laughs> oh my God. Placenta! Placenta! <laughs> I like that she's yelling. Placenta! I feel like I heard her. Who Deep has in my their soul. placenta in a mason jar? Somebody? Um, uh, hey, apparently. listeners. Drop us a line if you have your placenta in a mason jar. You know what? I'm going to take it a step further. Send it in. <laughs> Send us a picture of your placenta. Take a picture. I mean. Yeah. And we will post that on social media and we will tag you. <laughs> that is something else. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, whatever people want to do is okay with me. If it makes you feel good to have. I'm not going to say it. I was going to say something really gross. But I don't want to end on a gross note. I was going to say it. Let's hear it. No, I hope Thomas cuts this out. I was going to say I didn't take home my... (laughs) Your what? Take home my bunion. (laughs) I'm sorry. Please don't leave that in because... Well, no, we're leaving that in. Nobody needs to think of... (laughs) Where is your bunion? (laughs) On the side of a road. I can't. Listen, even I'm going to throw up. Well, you know my tits are in a dumpster. Oh, Tig. I hope none of this makes it in. What has no, happened I, to I, this I podcast? I am certain that my tits are in a dumpster oh, in Hollywood. Oh, my God. Well, then I'm sure my bunion is fighting in a... over them. Oh, God. Okay. You've clearly not seen my HBO special. That's a whole bit from my HBO special called Drawn. Tig Notaro Drawn. Okay, great. That's mm-hmm. something. That's a high note. And mm-hmm. you can also watch Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO and HBO Max. And my animated special was mentioned in the New York Times as one of the um, best comedic moments of the year. Wow. So, yeah. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. alert. But it's Gene fine. Gene Triple Horn. <laughs> Gene Triple. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. And just make sure you get your tickets to the Hello Again tour. Mm-hmm. I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. Chicago, New York, Ithaca. Florida? You know, Portland, got, Oregon. Oh, yeah. Anywhere. I got four dates in Florida. That's right. Orlando, Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. Fort Myers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Someplace else. They can find it. They can find yeah. it online. Tignotaro.com. And we're adding dates all the time. All right. Should we do it again? Yeah. Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willette. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willette with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.